Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Odds Couple. Starting your weekend of racing off right. Picking winners with SEN's best tipsters. Hello everyone, welcome to the Odds Couple Saturday morning edition 8 till 9. We're part of your stable diet on a Saturday morning, wherever you are around this wonderful country of Australia, the state of Victoria, the city of Melbourne. It's a pleasure to have your company, as it is with my two co-hosts. It's a pleasure to have their company as well. Mr Taggart, Mr Jenkins, good morning to you both. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, uh, fellas. Uh, I don't know how sincere that is, but I'll take it and I'll run with it, uh, Simon. What do you know? It's, it is as sincere as it gets. Yeah. So just yeah, to see you. your smiling face on a Saturday morning, an absolute highlight. Don't forget our listeners, well, Good morning, listeners. Yes, good morning to everyone listening. The uh, the tens and tens of millions who are listening around the uh, country, the world, the state, the city, the town, the suburb. Chris Sorry, Nelson Simon. joining us a little later on as you carry on like a two-year-old. You too, fair to come. <laughs> Deary me, every Saturday morning, it never ceases to amaze me. Uh, Chris Nelson joining us a, a little later on, of course. Uh, um, everything's starting to really hot up. The Magic Millions, the sale kicks off on Tuesday, the big race meeting uh, today week. So uh, lots happening up uh, north, and we'll talk to Chris about all those things. Corey Smith also also with us. Uh, Josh will be, um, it's basically, was January 1 Sunday last week? It was, wasn't it? Correct way. Mm-hmm. So, so this is our first show for the year. Correct way. Yep. Well done, Scoot. And your, 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 your contribution so far, Tags, has been say good day to our listeners in two correct weights. Correct way. <laughs> <laughs> Make that three. What a way to so, start um, 2023 off, Scott. Yeah, Scoot. great way. So what, great new, way to what, start. Uh, what news, instead of ribbing your co-host for the first show of the year, what about the news well, of big 2023 news of the week. So uh, the, the industry lost one of the doyens of breeding during the week. Sir Patrick Hogan passed away. The, mm. the boss of Cambridge Study built up an enormous breeding business uh, over the journey there in New Zealand. He was probably the, the most successful breeder in the Southern Hemisphere for... Uh, a long, long time. Uh, stands of the calibre of Sir Tristram and Zabiel, uh, a number of others. I think Tavistock, towards the end, uh, stood at Cambridge. I mean, he was a he was a superstar in in breeding horses, in particular that would be winning races from sixteen hundred and above. He was a, he was a great breeder of stayers. Yeah, he sure was. As you say, he sort of half revolutionised the breeding industry, didn't he? From the um, late seventies, early eighties, right through to his passing and. You're not going to get none better, and hence uh, Sir Patrick Hogan, he was knighted. Mm. Mm. No, it certainly was. It was interesting stories that used to come out of Cambridge when Sir Tristram was at his heights. I hope I've got this right. It'd be either Sir Tristram or Zabiel. I'm pretty sure it was Sir Tristram. The handler of Sir Tristram used to have to go into the staying yard 
basically all padded up, had padding all over him yeah. because Sir Tristan was so vicious. Ooh, and yeah. it, it was uh, – some of the stories were staggering with, you know, the horse pretty much picking up a human and flinging them by the arm. It was extraordinary, the stories that used to come out of the place and the, the acts of courage to get Sir Tristram to, to, um, uh, to serve mares and, and the, the risks that were taken. But um, it, from an industry point of view, thank God they did take those risks because he, he was a, um, an, an absolute uh, pillar of strength for the industry. And you, you see so many pedigrees now that go back through Sir Tristram, the influence he had not only in New Zealand, but uh, right throughout Australia as well. Yeah, correct. You're right what you're saying too. Uh, you had Tavistock, Almanzor as well. They're, they're the um, present-day stallions that are, that are at stud there at the moment, along with a few others. Hey, uh, boys, what about some, some, some what was potential sad news at the time, but uh, positive news to come out of it. They're going to rerun the Perth Cup. Of course, they tried to run it on, on New Year's Day. Uh, bad fall mm. at the start. Race called off. They're going to rerun that next weekend, next Saturday on Jan 14. So uh, that's good news because one of their biggest races of the year, and it would have been a terrible way to start the... Well, it was a, 20, a terrible way to start 2023, but they're going to rerun the race, which is good news, David. Yeah, they are. Um, well, also the the jock uh, who caused the interference got six weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, P, that, P Nucky was the first one to go down, and uh, and and a, and one went over the top of him. But yeah, it was, mm. it was, it was a, tragedy. It was a, it was a yeah. bad fall. Yeah. It was a bad yeah. fall. It was a bad post, fall, and mm. kind of got out of things uh, a little bit lucky. Uh, another Declan Bates uh, is going to be on the sidelines too. He's He's uh, broken his ankle in a barrier incident at Terang. I'm going to say yesterday or the day before, but yeah, um, that's a bit of a shame because he's been riding well lately. Yeah, he won on corner pocket, didn't he, uh, down at Flemington? A uh, couple of weeks too late. <laughs> yeah, it was for amazing. Us, we had, yeah, we had him uh, best. I, I still backed him on, on Newsday. Joe, as a party, was a jockey. They got the six weeks in the Perth Cup, uh, mind you. Uh, but getting back on a Declan, yeah, with, with jockeys, with the amount of work they do, and, and especially the trials, yeah, yeah, track work and trials, you probably see uh, it's probably a lot of injuries there, just, you know, with education of educating young mm -hmm. horses. And it just doesn't take much for one to play up in the gates and sort of uh, break your ankle on, on, the, uh, on the side of the gates there. It, it's interesting looking back at that Perth Cup, and it just gives you the, uh, I, I suppose, paints the picture of... The communication you need from stewards to clerk of the course, and they've got to get the signals right. As I understand, or as I saw it, that that fall was as they were coming up the straight the first time. One of the horses involved in that fall couldn't be moved off the track and Correct. had to be euthanized. And you know, so that the you know the field then had to be made aware as they're going out of the straight the first time that you know it. You know, what are the circumstances? How do we deal with them? How do we communicate? When you think of that and put that all in one pot, that's a massive effort to happen in such a short period of time from stewards' decisions to clerk of the course decisions to people getting flags and waving them and all, all, the, all the things that have to be put in place um, when they, you know, and, and people to, to be all on the one page in such a short period of time with such a serious incident. Yeah, we saw it a few years ago in Sydney as well, in the Sydney Cup. That happened about five or six years ago too, and they had to rerun it the next week. Uh, but as you say, with with, uh, with these falls too, the, the jockeys won't be aware of, especially the ones up front, they, they weren't, wouldn't have been aware of, uh, of an accident. Um, 
and and by the time the clerks get back and go the other way, the jocks probably aren't aware of it until about the 600 metre mark to sort of know that there's uh, there, there's some sort type of danger in, uh, ahead of them. Just check the so phone on a, Simon, a, if you could, Simon. So from a jockey's point of view, Tags, yep. when you get your licensed, what are you actually made aware of from an emergency point of view when you're in a race? Say that again, sorry, mate. As a jockey, when you're going for your licence, are you made aware of what the protocols are when there's an emergency in a race like that? No. No. What Even do you mean, really? no? No. Well, how, how often does it happen? It's, yeah, no. Like, it doesn't matter how often yeah, it happens. You actually so think... In you, your education, you're not taught... No. Never got ...anything taught. about what the signals may be from stewards or the clerk of the course or, you know, the red light going off or... A false anything. start, only a false start. There used to be a man with a with a flag about 200 metres up the start of the track uh, from the barriers. And if they yep. got waved, you know, there was a false start. Now they introduced a, a red light, a flashing red light um, at some places. But there should be, as you say, some red lights positioned around the track in case something like this happened. But there's nothing. Wow, boy. You're kidding me. I've never, Josh, can well, you I believe was, that? I was never involved in anything like that. Uh, it, no, but it, it doesn't matter even barriers, getting, in even barriers getting bogged, you know, at the top of the straight. You're, like, you're seeing things thing. like that. You, yeah. you can have barriers. The tractor can break down the car get the barriers off. Correct. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so it's not whether you've been involved in one or not. It's the protocols of everyone involved in the race knowing what the emergency mm. protocols are before... They get on the horse in the barrier and go into the race. That's extraordinary it's, stuff. It's being prepared to be involved, not yeah. not not the fact that you most likely never will be. Well, that's when we do see. Oh, it is. It is a. That's a big surprise, Scoob, and uh, something that oh, I don't know. Perhaps whether it's just one of those things that's fallen through the cracks. But thankfully, on that occasion, nothing happened. And that 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 means the kudos needs to go to the on-track attendants who were able to get things under control quickly because um, Tags is right. You're competing. You're not necessarily thinking about what may happen and what you might have to do. But at the same time, you should be just have that tiny, tiny, tiny uh, awareness of if this happens, then this is what we're supposed to do. So maybe that's something that needs to uh, be implemented. And they may do so, it now. They, back in my day. Yeah. You, know, you know they taught us what at one day at apprentice school. I was laughing under my breath uh, before as you were talking about it. They taught you how to fall, like mm. how to roll up. And it's just that's just natural instinct. You can't teach anyone. I, they couldn't teach me how to fall at apprentice school, but yeah, please. It's just some of the things they te- teach you. You go, mate. It's it's not irrelevant, but it, you're not going to use it in in the actual when, when mm. you're going to clip heel. Sometimes you don't even know you fall, and it just happens that quick. And it's just mm. a, just an instinct. What what happens? They try, well, they try and teach that, you into a, that. They, that yeah, that to me is I, I, I find that truly remarkable that there's not a that there's not some sort of um, uh, emergency rule for jockeys when they're when they're starting uh, out in racing that th- these are the protocols you follow if a situation occurs. Now mm. I know situations can all be different, but wow, we um, that's. Uh, See, don't That's forget, an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary thing going forward. That uh, don't, don't forget, uh, mate, I must admit. So we'll, these uh, things, Scoop, we'll sort all that out as as time goes on. Because don't forget these um, these situations will only occur in staying races. Mm. We've lost the big fella. Yeah, we've lost yeah, Simon, yeah that's, we were talking over the top of him. Uh, yeah, so that's what happens in staying races. Too. 
yeah, it's it's only in staying race. It's a short sprint race, twelve fourteen hundred. You're not going around in the same same part of the track again. So it's very rare that it happens. As we saw last time, I I, I remember it was the Sydney Cup in what four five year ago. Mm. Mm. I think we got we, have we got you back. Yeah, unfortunately for us, fortunately for the listeners, we've got you back, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, can I question? Can I, I wanted just, to answer. Sorry, yeah, go, Josh. Nah, well, your your point's probably going to be a little more important than mine, so I'll let you go, and then I'll just try and sneak what I've got in late, last. No, 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 no. My point's not. I was moving on to what's the Good. most important thing for our horse racing in 2023 to, to prosper, and I was just thinking about it last night. What's the most important thing to the industry? The horse... You know, like having a black caviar or a winks. You know, th- those sort of you know, superstars to 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 pin the the marketing, if you like, and and growth of racing. Is it is it the race cards having depth, like we probably saw the final day of the VRC Carnival with the three Group Ones in a row, which I thought was a a raging success, or is it the, you know the entertainment for the for the younger um, race goer to, to to make it into a you know a whole day they go and watch their race card and then they you know, go and listen to a band and, and make a great day out I'm, I'm wondering where the industry's going to settle on that or or what they think is the most important you know, aspect to keep racing at a, at a level and grow it from where it is what every, do you reckon every part of this uh, what you've just said said makes up a whole race meeting which is i think there's something for everyone as you say, Scoop, you were you were you loved the three Group Ones in a row, uh, the final day, and then of course the younger generation they love going to the birdcage and the music and all. It, I just think it all makes up for one whole carnival. Mm, I, Is the I champion reckon... horse more important, Josh? Uh, it's important, but it's not more important because we can't guarantee that. Like we can't. We can't be certain that the next champion is going to be in the next spring. We might have a spring next year where. No horse wins more than two Group Ones. We mightn't have Animo, or we mightn't have a horse that wins four or five Group Ones in a, in a spring or in a campaign. So, I, I, I what I liked this year was the uh, the uh, adaptability. What I love from 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 the MRC, sorry, from the VRC was the ability to understand that the last day of the carnival was um, just drifting. And to make a change, and that that was the most exciting day. That was going all four days, and you guys went all four days. For me personally, going on the fourth day was the most exciting day of 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 the week, as far as I was concerned, because you had those three massive, massive races, and we had the best horses in Australia all engaged on the same day. So you know, the results were a little. I would have loved to have seen the favourites come out and dominate, and 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 that would have, I reckon, highlighted the day even more. But to, to identify it and to change it, because Simon, I don't think racing would have done that 10, 15, 20 years ago. They would have mm. said, no, this is the way it's always been done, so this is the way we're always going to do it. And you'd call it here, the, you know, call it the Volandis factor. You know, that, that racing, I think with Peter Volandis and what he's done in New South Wales, has said, we, we have to be changeable here. We have to look yeah. at things and, and do our days differently. And that's a really good word you use, Josh, is... is um, you know, it was just drifting. The McKinnon Stakes was it was just drifting. You That's know, the, the best part of uh, what the, they did. The Emirates was just drifting. You know, so they, they revitalised and it was brilliant. Like I can't wait for the th- the final day of the VRC Carnival next year. Well, yeah. yeah, you know those three group ones. It was was scintillating stuff. Well, you had Derby Day that was huge, but to move McKinnon Stakes, that, I reckon that's been the biggest 
the, the best move that they've ever made. It, as you say, it's it, it gives them a fortnight since the Cox play instead of a, a barrier trial for a Melbourne Cup uh, on the Saturday leading into a Tuesday, which was used that way, like Bart Cummings used that for many, many years as a tactic. Now it's a take two Cox plate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much Love so. It. Threw the money, Love threw the money so. at it, and said, "Hey, let's make a yeah another weight parade race, which it was over two thousand, which is as you say a, a Cox plate at the Flemington." Yeah, well done to the VRC. Uh, a great job uh, with that, and and we thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you're right, Tags and Josh. It, it's a mixture of all those things is what um, what makes our our racing great. So. Let's hope we keep it up in 2023 and make it a, a ripping racing year. Time for up to us to take our first break. Chris Nelson up in a moment, uh, talking all things Queensland. It's really hotting up there. As we said earlier, the Magic Millions starting on Tuesday. The yearling sale, the big race meeting then today week. Uh, a good meeting on the Gold Coast today also. So we'll chat to Chris. Corey Smith joining us, talking all things uh, the Meadows and the Greyhounds. Josh will have a look at the trots for us as well. And then we'll start to preview what's a... A nice day of racing out at Sandown. A nice summer afternoon's racing out at Sandown this afternoon. So lots more odds couple coming up after the break. Yeah, that's the speed. That's what we want to do. Make sure we get a winner or two. The man that gets them uh, up north is Chris Nelson. Let's go with Queensland is your place to race uh, this summer. Chris uh, joins us first time this year on the odds couple. Happy New Year yeah. to you, Chris, and uh, welcome. Yeah, same to you guys and to uh, to all the listeners. And, yeah, good morning to you, Simon, JJ and Tags. Uh, morning. Chris O. But Magic Millions flavour starting yes. uh, at the Gold Coast today. Yep. Three or four races sort of um, with the, the Magic Millions imprint on them. So we're, we're starting to get ready for what will be a massive day uh, next Saturday. Yeah, and a massive week, really, um, with the sales and everything like that kicking off on um, on Tuesday. But... Look, I'm pleased to report, and this does surprise me, but we were on a soft seven track this time yesterday, and we're on a good four wow. today. So that's a massive improvement. So, mm. yeah, and it's not going to rain today, so it'll be a good day out there on track, and we've got a good surface to play with. How it plays exactly, I'm not sure. I, I, I find that these big meetings at the Gold Coast, the interstate jockeys particularly, all like to head wide off the fence. So we'll see if that happens. So just keep an eye maybe on the first couple of races. What do you got for us? All righty. Well, we'll start in race two. This is one of the two-year-old uh, races leading into Ooh. the Classic next week. And we're going with number seven, Quasimoto. Now, he definitely has the best form. Uh, he's run second to Sovereign Fund at his second start at Wyong in the Magic Millions two-year-old race there. Got well back in the field. Didn't jump well, and that's the reason he got well back in the field. But he finished off very strongly. He was beaten 1.3. Of course, we saw Sovereign Fund come out and win at Doombin last Saturday, beating three rivals, but doing it well. So Quasimoto, I think he picks himself here, is the one you've got to go with, race two, number seven. Then we go to race five, number nine, Jun Quira for John O'Shea and J-Mac. Look, I was a little bit worried about the gate, should we uh, have raced on a wet track, and the fact that this filly hasn't been on a wet track. Uh, we don't have to worry about any of that now, and look, she looks well-placed in that draw. He'll be able to settle wherever he wants to. Two career starts, a debut win at Hawkesbury was good, and then the first start run recently was good coming from the back of the field. Beautifully placed, Jun Quira should be winning race five. And one more, guys, race seven. Going to stick with number 13, West of Africa. 1,600 metres last time. There was no speed on whatsoever. He was never going to win there mathematically. He couldn't. I know he's back to 1,300 metres today. That mightn't suit, but at the price, 
they might be able to, they might go quick enough in front where he can get over the top of them late. So I'll give him another chance. That's race seven, number 13, West of Africa. I like it, Chris. Oh, and that first two doubles, $6.50 as well. Beautiful. And there's, a, there's another one there you could throw in if you like. If some people like to throw the shorties in their uh, multis. I'm not saying you know, they're any better chance mm. because they're in a multi. But race six, number nine, Alentia. He's a very, very promising filly from the Wallace. Oh, yeah, yeah, two yeah. From two. You know her well from yeah. the midweek stags. Yep. Yeah, yeah, bolted yeah. in the other day, class above. Yeah. Chris, what's your week look like with the Magic Millions? Do you get down to the yearling sale? I'll be there tomorrow night. I've got the Magic Millions radio show on SEN track every day next week, so I'll do the mm. first two of those from the Gold Coast. I'll go to the Barrier Draw Tuesday morning, but I'll be back home Tuesday night, and then I'll stay here. Um, from then onwards. So just the early part of the week for me, Simon. They had the sprint up the uh, up the beach yet with all the horses to to um, uh, launch Magic Millions Week? No, that's Tuesday morning when they have the right. barrier draw. So Tuesday okay. morning the barrier draw for the two big races and the and then the horses up the uh, up the beach there. And the weather looks to be perfect. So as it always seems to be on Magic Millions Day and Magic Millions Week. Well, let's hope so, because we, we've all had our fair share of uh, wet tracks over the journey, and yes. um, let's hope we, uh, we've we seen the back of them for 2023. Definitely. Couldn't agree with you more. Chris, good to chat. Uh, good luck today. Enjoy your week. Uh, we'll hear from you uh, across the SEN network, uh, of course, right throughout the week on SEN track. Excellent. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, guys. Chris Nelson joining us there. The Queensland Summer Racing Carnival takes centre stage once again this week. Visit Racing Queensland dot com dot au does that sort of you know make enthuse you guys to be up there and a part of it not really no <laughs> <laughs> I was up there the I was up there be good. don't no. be like him David don't no. be like him don't <laughs> be a sour be old man like him David yeah. <coughs> excuse me I'm thirty three it's nah, a big uh, it is a big week for him up there don't be a sour young man like him David no, nah, no, nah, massive. It is massive, and what they've created is, is is it's quite phenomenal when you think about it. What they've created up there is is incredible. Uh, it brings a lot of money to the uh, to the town as well. A lot of people putting money over the bar and to the accommodation and all those sorts of things. Mm. And the money that goes around at the yearling sales is quite obscene. It's it's really come to the fore since uh, you know the early two thousands. Like I think Snippets won the first Magic Millions two year old, um, and that was in the late eighties. So it, it has been going on for a long time, but really it's been it's been made into this uh, pageantry, if you if you would like to call it that, since probably mid two thousands. Would you agree there, Scoot? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's, it's a ripping week. I think the highlight of the week, and Josh, I don't know if you guys are are running a book on it, but you know over recent years we've been running a book on what day you think Campbell Brown will get locked up. Well, I reckon today because he's actually in Vegas, not in uh, not in Gold Coast. So he's overnight he had a Bucks party in Vegas. So I I'd say he's even money to be in the slammer right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what sort of nicks are you going to get to the Gold Coast? He'll be up and about, no doubt, during the week at, at the Gold Coast. And uh, we wish Magic Millions all the best. That it's a, a really successful week. It will be. It is run uh, run well, and um, it kicks off the yearling sale period here. In Australia, we're going to go to a quick uh, news break. On the other side, Corey Smith will join us talking all things greyhounds. Josh will have some uh, trotting news for us and see if we can find a winner to, to kick off the year with the horse and sockey. 
Welcome back, uh, Odds Couple, on Saturday morning. A very stable part of your diet. We're here between 8 and night, 9 every Saturday. We don't miss one, and this man hasn't missed many either. Corey Smith has been a, a big uh, year for the Greyhounds, as we wish you a happy new year, Corey. Racing tonight, Melbourne Greyhounds, the Meadows. Welcome to our first show of the year. What news have you got for us? Thank you very much, Uh it's been a big week in Greyhound racing. Not so much at the Meadows. It's been a little bit quieter at my home deck. But Amron Boy broke 29 seconds, becoming only the 11th Greyhound to do that at Sandown the other night. Big, big night of racing last night. The Warrigal Cup heats were on. So the Greyhound racing uh, game, it just doesn't stop. It is, it is red hot. But we do turn our attention to the Meadows tonight. And I think I've got a couple of winners for you. Hopefully we can kick the year off nicely. Race two, number eight, make no promise. I've got a big opinion of this greyhound. Last time he had this draw, he was at Sandown. He went a very, very fast time in only his third start. He's, uh, he's had another race start in between then. He's $2.15. I think he can use that wide box to his advantage and be winning. And then the other bet I have tonight, more of a place bet, but I think you can play it maybe one by three, one by four, that sort of way it's a race eight number six grace in shock he's just mr consistent he, he can lead he can come from off the pace i think he can just run a cheeky cheeky race and the five which is inside him should lead him into the race pretty nicely so race eight number six as well and just before i go i've, I've got i don't normally do this but i do have a new year's resolution this year and that is we've got jj out to the dogs at the phoenix night Yep. I need to get Scoob and Tags out yep. of the dogs. So that's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> no, well, that'll be good, mate. If things are going well, the appearance fee and all that sort of stuff, very happy to come out. But, uh, mate, <laughs> cash is king, they say in the classics. <laughs> we'll have to uh, sort something out. I'm sure Tags will uh, probably have a higher fee, though, Scoob. I'm, I've no doubt. Absolutely no <laughs> doubt. Corey, thanks for that. Nice way to start the year. Look forward to chatting to you right throughout uh, 2023. And you can catch Metropolitan Greyhound Racing at its finest tonight at the Meadows, Melbourne Greyhounds. Uh, Mr Jenkins, uh, let's talk a little bit of trots. Um, there's plenty happening on the trot scene as well. It was a good year for the trots. We love the Inner Dominion, etc., uh, etc. Mm. Et Country Cups live at trotsvision.com.au. What have you got for us this weekend? Well, the Country Cups really uh, kick into fifth gear, sixth gear if you're a Formula One car. I think Formula One cars might even have seven, to be honest. But nevertheless, Simon, semantics. Tonight we go to Bendigo, Group 2 mm -hmm. Pacing Cup, Group 1 Trotters Maori Mile. So uh, a couple of really good races. Now, I've got a uh, multi Three legs, and I've got a yep. bit of a value runner. And a couple, I'll tell you what, a couple of weeks ago, we found a value runner at $7 too. You forgot that? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, all right, the multi. The multi to yep. start with. Now, tags, race three, number one. This horse is called Shawnee after our little man, you know, Bruce and Garris, uh, main man. Shawnee, you know yep. Shawnee? Shawnee, yeah, sure yep. do. So that's, this horse is named after him. So race three, number one, Shawnee. It's a very talented trotter. $2.20. He goes in the multi. Then, race four, number nine, something you're also fond of, Whiskey Cavalier, $1.85. He goes in the multi. He's the best better than night, too, race four, number nine. And then race seven, number one, the big boy, the Victoria Cup winner, Rock and Roll Do. He goes in the multi. He should be winning the Pacing Cup. 
For that multi-Simon, $9.76. And then the value the runner win. for the night, all for the win. We don't muck around in 2023. No place bets. We're straight in. We're all in like Flynn. Um, race one, we're going to get things to a flyer, off to a flyer. At 5.59, we'll just be just moving out, making our way off air. Right, uh, horse number three, Major Watson, $8, open 12. Abby Sanderson claims uh, for this horse was a winner at 100 to 1, three starts back. It's a pretty good horse, this horse. There was a winner last time at Shepparton. So race one, number three, Major Watson, $8 and 2.25 is our value play for the night, Simon. Okay, lovely. Good on you, Josh. Uh, we look forward to those. Race three, number one, is th these are our multi at the trots. Race three, number one, the win. Race four, number nine, the win. Race seven, number one, the win. And our value bet, race one, number three. And as Josh just said, we will be having no place bets during 2023. None. None. will only be win bets. Straight on the hooter. Yes? Mm. Famous like last it. words. I like it. Watch Harness Racing Country Cups live and free on Trots Vision at thetrots.com.au. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a quick uh, poke around Sydney. A couple of good races up there, races six and seven. We'll have a look at those. And then uh, on the other side of that, we'll have a look at the Sandown card, the big card here in Melbourne this afternoon. You're listening to The Odds Cover. Great to have your company Saturday morning, our first show of the year. I think it's going okay. Yeah, that's what we're here for, to find the winners. And uh, now is time to find the winners. And I'm not going to tell our listeners exactly what I've just witnessed uh, Big Lurch doing oh, no. uh, down the line. But, uh, oh, there it is. Thinks a lot of himself, just, doesn't he, Scoop? It's pathetic. Yeah, no. It's genuinely pathetic. Absolutely. Playing shape, I reckon. Oh, absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Oh, dear me. Well, um, let's have an opinion on the races now. We know what sort of opinion uh, Josh has got of himself, but uh, let's go to race <laughs> six at Rose Hill. <laughs> What's uh, the market telling us? Lurchy boy. <laughs> race number six, the 1,400 metres, uh, a Furphy benchmark 88. I think Simon's happy with what he's seen down the line. Uh, Vernelli. Four sixteen to three dollars. Bold Mac for Tommy Berry and Chris Waller. Drawn inside at five dollars. Cuban Royale at five fifty. And Silent Agenda at six fifty. Yeah, interesting Tag, race. Don't be. We're on a heavy eight there. Um, we were on a soft seven yesterday. I think we may get back to that that area, soft seven throughout the day. Uh, but race, it's been decimated with scratching. Spruimos was going to mean my best. I thought it was a living certainty down there. Up there today at two dollars fifty. It's you know a dollar sixty because of all the scratchings. But uh, we digress. Race six. I'm not keen on this race at all. As you say, Renelli's the favourite. I reckon Nicky's fling at ten bucks can run a race here. Mm, <laughs> Nicky's fling at ten bucks. Nicky's fling. fling yeah. Hey? Even my old mate Cuban Royale's in the race. He's backing up from last week. Um, as a, as I said, us. yeah, it, it's a tough little race too. But he goes up a class too from a seventy-eight to an eighty-eight Cuban Royale. So mm. um, I know Nicky's fling sort of benchmark seventy-eight, but Mm, yeah, it's not a great race. The January uh, Cup is race seven at uh, Rose Hill over the 2,000 metres. It's a listed race. Um, what are we thinking mm. there, boys? Uh, Josh, market movers? Uh, not a lot happening. The uh, At the top of the market, uh, Elias drawn inside again, drawn barrier one, have to overcome that. 7.50 into five, so a bit of money for it, for Chris Waller and Sammy Clipperton. Global Oz bred at 7.50 into six, military mission Eight fifteen to six fifty. We've lost a couple out of this market, so um, yeah, it's a tricky little race. This one, if you get through the first leg of the quaddy, well done to you, good sir. 
yeah, on well, that arm. Well, as you say, three scratchings out. Leaves a field of 11. Elias, as you mentioned, um, <clears throat> hasn't raced for well, since uh, 26th of November. Will handle the wet track, though, don't get me wrong, but has not raced since, as I said, 20, end of November. So it's been, what, six weeks? It's something that you don't like. I know it's had a trial mm. in between, but still six weeks between runs. Uh, we've got the King's Horse in. Not the Queen's Horse, the King's Horse, of course, Chalkstream. Uh, it'll probably it'll struggle on the uh, on the going, of course. Chris Waller trains, but uh, again, not not a race to really be. No. Um, no. Yes, yeah. You know, maybe military mission on a wet track. It's it's one of those type of races, isn't it? And and yeah, it's it. yeah go on, Scoo. Sorry, mate. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to quickly go to race eight. Um, we 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 saw the return of uh, Estadio Mistella win the other day. Beat Osbred Fleur in a seventy-two. Goes to a seventy-eight. Uh, it's still better at your own peril on this heavy track. He's yet to go on it. Yeah. Um, he yeah. does look a, a class above him, but you just don't know on this wet track. It's the question mark, isn't it, with Alias? When you look mm. at the time between runs and a heavy eight, you know, you've got to have the fitness spot on, don't Correct. you, to, to be able to plough through there today and win. He may look the winner at some stage and then get to the furlong and he might just peter out mm. uh, just due to the, the, as you say, six weeks between runs and on a heavy track. He'll get through it. But it all depends, mate. Chris Waller trains it, though, so you can never underestimate him. No, quite right. No, I, uh, nor should I be doubting uh, the great man, Chris Waller. Well, I don't want to doubt either of you two of what you're going to tell us on the Sandown card on the other side of the break. A, a good competitive card at Sandown this afternoon. And on the other side, we'll take a look uh, right through it. Yeah, and the tips is let's hope we get it right and you can try sports bet. Bet with a mate, start a group, build a multi together, conditions apply, and all as always, gamble responsibly. Time for our market movers, thanks to Werribee Izuzu Ute. They make buying cars easy, the team down there at uh, Werribee Izuzu. And gentlemen, a nine race card at Sandown. Let's have a peek through it all. Yes, yeah, so make sure you get your pens, pencils, crayons, form guides, be ready. And JJ, what do you got for us today there, mate? Uh, well said, David. Well said. Uh, the first goes around at 35 minutes past 12. It's a benchmark 70 over the 1,000. And Bistro for Godolphin is the favourite. Everyone loves a good Bistro. $3.20 out from $2.90. Uh, Fission at $4.20 into $3.90. And all sassed yeah. up. Jamie Carr for Price and Kent Junior, $4.40 into $3.90. You won't be far away. Race number two over the 1700, a BM100. Uh, detonator Jack, $1.40 out to $1.45. John Allen takes a ride from HT Coffee. I can't believe they kicked my man off. Imperial Lad uh, at $5 and Sosi Bon at 9 But it is all about the detonator, the explosive one. Detonator Jack in race number two. Race three, my Yankee girl, Jamie Carr, again, looks to have a nice start to the day. $2.80 uh, with the... Four-year-old mare. Warsfold is equal favourite, though, 290 into 280. And he's exceptional at 550. Race number four, the Laura Cole, a benchmark 70. Liberated girl, Jay Carr again for Peter Moody. That combo's been going well, and Peter Moody's been on fire. 290 into 235. That's been a good move for that horse. So you see the second favourite, 350 out to four. And then race number five, again, horse number five, inundation. Blew them off the park at the Valley first up. $1.45 out to $1.50. Jay Carr again takes the ride, so she looks set to have a massive day. Starry Legend and Naheem Sahail are next in the betting at 8 and 8.50 respectively, David, as we get stuck into what will be a tricky quaddy. Yep. Race number six, benchmark 70. Daily Bugle 
at 360, drawn wide. Mary McBoy, two from two. Linda Meach takes the ride for Peter Moody at three, uh, 390. Just Jono at 550 and Micro at six. Yeah, you won't be reading about the Daily Bugle today, mate. But anyway, Linda on a leader, and and that is what the favourite will do. Number 12, Mary McBoy from a good gate first up. Number five, Ballinger made up some late ground last start and will appreciate the extra trip. He's wanted a bit of value. So 5, 11 and 12. 5, 11 and 12. That's it. We like that. Let's go to uh, race number 7, benchmark 70 as well. Tasman Park, three starts, three wins. Yep. Interesting. Hannah Edgley uh, with the claim, which is important, 390 to 350. River played at 4. The Nephew at 460 for Paddy Payne and Independent Road at 7 for the Hayes boys. Yeah, as you say, Tasman Park still looking to keep his undefeated uh, record going here. We take uh, Manhattan. He's over the odds. We'll go forward and most likely lead and was defeated last up by the Handy St. Lawrence. So... Uh, you got to respect. Uh, we take on Manhattan. We take Manhattan. Uh, one, three, four, and five. One, three, four, and five. What are we thinking about Tasman Park? Uh, where's he at? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. We we'll find out like, today, I think, Simon. Hmm. Find out like, today. Uh, He's been getting the job you... done, but he hasn't been blowing away, has he? Uh, but he just keeps getting the job yeah, done. Does, there was a horse called Octagonal that kept yeah. it, getting the job done, didn't he? Oh, yeah, hello. Uh, win is win. That's what uh, Miles Fitzson says about himself. Race eight, uh, the third leg of the quaddy. Uh, number 14, Vahini Toa, 460. Credit crunch. Oh, we're all feeling that. That's the omen bet of the year, probably. 950 into seven. So unusual, which looks like a my racehorse runner there for uh, the McAvoys at seven and made by Khan at 750. Well, can you give me the top weight, mate? Uh, look, because you're a real good guy, I can give you eight bucks. Pesto, he has to be a big chance at odds here on last start and drops in grade suits. He will also get the right run throughout too because I reckon they'll run, they'll run along in this and that's what he needs. He's not a, a sit-and-sprint type of horse. He needs to pace on. That made by Khan, he makes his way down here. He was brave winning the other day. He was three deep the entire... I, I, I was on him and I, I, I threw away my ticket at the top of the straight and he just kept kept coming and, and he won. And uh, But he... First time over the 2400 today. So 135 and 14. 135 and 14. 135 and 14. I like it. Uh, the last goes at 40 minutes past five. Unflinching the toppy. 390 to 370. Luna Cat. Uh, five out to seven. The Hayes boys won a couple of races at Stall yesterday. Drawn wide though, the Luna Cat. And no way ever for Mar Eustace at eight dollars. About the only horse they've got in the market. Yeah, it's only today, a thousand metres. Yeah, it's only a thousand um, metres. So they come out of the shoot there, JJ. But yeah, no issue there. Yeah. But um, unflinching, your favourite though. Got to carry sixty and a half. Yeah, thousand metres. Uh, it's all about unflinching. I think there was only one that could beat it, and that was Luna Cat, one and thirteen. But it's, there's no money for Luna Cat. You can nearly take this one out, unflinching. Um, but with it, Luna Cat, 1 and 13, it's 96. But if you take unflinching one out, it's half of that, isn't it? 48. Well, how do you assess its run beaten by inundation 2.8 lengths? Well, if inundation goes on and belts them again, you can take but some But they broke that track that. record there at Mooney Valley, so he wasn't far off it himself. Mm, mm. It's a hot day, though, wasn't it? Yeah, they were flying. But anyway, yeah, you think he finds his race unflinching. There you go. It's a dropping class, okay, too, isn't tags, it? Okay, Tags, you're First leg, 5, 11, 12... I missed the second leg. Sorry, one, I wasn't one, concentrating. One, three, four, and five. Oh, one, three, four, and five for the second leg. Third leg, one, three, five, and 14. And the final leg, one and 13. You can play with those two if you want. Yeah, you can just take correct. one or the other. Correct. Uh, yep. uh, no, number one. Yeah, yeah, number one. Take the one. Yeah. Okay. If All you right. want to, yeah, well, you could take two quaddies. You can take one and 13 for a little percentage and then just take one for a, 
a bigger one. Don't tell me what okay. to do. Right. Just uh, explaining uh, yeah. we'll what, what a yeah. what a good punter we'll right. would do, JJ. Um, okay, good luck to you both. Um, what are we thinking uh, on our best bet of the day? Mine was Rose Hill. I was going to go for him. Mossy can't get it um, twice now. Um, right, I'll change it up now. Race four, number two, Exceladus. Back Nash, get cash in Sydney. Um, uh, Tags is going to hate this. Mine's even money. Mine is uh, race two, number two. Detonated Jack into race five, number five, inundation, two dollars ten. <laughs> That's a lot of it's thought there. Two dollars ten. It's the it's the best and easiest even money chance you've ever seen. Scooby. <laughs> ever. Wow, if you ever. Uh, on ever. race seven, number six, Harbour Master for me. Race seven, number six, Harbour Master. Gentlemen, uh, been wonderful having your company today. Thank you for everything in the last hour. Up next uh, on well the SEN app, off the bench, Sammy Hargraves, Mickey Barlow, take you through that on SEN track. Winners with miles and on SEN 11.16. Let's hope we bowl a ball in Sydney. Gentlemen, look forward to chatting next Saturday. The SEN app, now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to listen anywhere, anytime.